Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. Can somebody give God praise tonight? Come on. Make it loud. Make it loud. Come on. Make your praise loud. Give God praise in this house. He is a good God. Come on, tell somebody close to you, God's been good to me. God's been so good to me. Amen. You guys may be seated. Welcome to JTP Church. It's good to be with the family once again. I want to talk to you a little bit about access granted. And I want to start off today by going on the record and saying something that might be a little bit controversial tonight. All right? I want to let you know that God will not prepare a single blessing for you anymore. I know that might be a little bit shocking at first. So I'm going to say it again. God will not prepare another blessing for you from here on out. I expected no amens from that. It's okay. (laughs) Dead silence. Now, check this out. I want you guys to understand this. God is not stressing out. God is not running around getting things done on our behalf. There's seven plus billion people in the world. Most of those people pray, whether consciously or unconsciously, or at least desire, say, God, you know, sometimes people just joking around say, God, help me in this. And we're always asking God for stuff, asking God for help. In the last eight hours, you probably had a few things that you asked God for that you're needing in your life. Stuff that's going on in your life and that you need God to fix. And we offer our petitions. We offer our cries unto God. But God is not going to be paying your bills. He's not trying to get your sickness healed. He's not even going to get you that promotion that you've been asking for. Now, before you say, I'm out of here, I'm leaving through those doors, let me explain why. God is not in the process of preparing one single more blessing for you. The reason is because God has already done it. God doesn't need to prepare any more blessing because he's already done it. I want you to tell the person next to you, God's already done for you everything he needs to do. Everything is set. And you're probably saying, well, pastor, how do you know that? Well, I read the Bible. And the Bible says... In Ephesians chapter 1, if you want, look for it. We're going to read it all together. But I want you, as you look for it, I want you to know this and have certainty about this. Every single blessing you will ever receive here on earth, God has already ordained it. Everything you will ever enjoy, every breakthrough you will ever live through, every miracle you will experience, every supernatural provision of God you will ever see has been ordained. It has been prepared and it has been gift wrapped by God even before you were born. So I want you to tell your neighbor something else. I want you to tell them your warehouses in heaven are full of gifts that you have yet to enjoy. And I want you to picture this. I want you to picture in heaven, God has warehouses. God has stock rooms full of blessings that he has already given to you. And they're just waiting for you to activate them and take them 
from a spiritual place and bring them down to the physical state. How many say amen? And I'll prove it to you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Everybody say, has blessed us. In the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm going to read it again. So it could sink in. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's talking about God the Father who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So pay attention. If you read carefully, you'll notice that God is not saying that he is blessing you right now. That he's getting ready to bless you right now. He's, he's, he's running around. He's preparing. If you're sick, you're healing. And No, 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 no. He's not even saying that he's going to bless you in the future. He says that he has blessed us in the past with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Come on, can somebody give it up for God? What does that tell me? Everything I could ever need and beyond that, God already has in store for us. I want you to picture your warehouses in heaven, stock rooms full of gifts and packages with your name on it. They're blessings that God, even before he created heaven and earth, knew you were going to need, knew you were going to ask for, knew you were going to cry out for, and God has already prepared it. So I guess the question then it's how we can get it into the physical realm. Because the Bible says that he's prepared them in heavenly places, right? They're spiritual in nature, obviously, because they're, they're in the heavenly realm. The question is, if they're in the heavenly realm, how can I get them from the heavenly realm into the physical? How can I enjoy them? Because I need my healing. Because I need to have a healthy body to be able to serve God. Because I need direction. Because I need my provision to raise my kids. Because I need what I'm asking God for to be able to live. So every petition, every desire, every plea, every cry you've ever lifted up to God, it's been ordered since before you were born. If God has all the blessings you will ever need in heavenly places already packed and ready to send to you, then let's talk a little bit about how we can get those blessings down into the physical state so we can enjoy them. How can I materialize all the blessings that he has prepared and get them to physically fall down and reach me? How can I get these blessings from a spiritual state and bring them to the physical world? Well, I believe that when we get to heaven, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be surprised. And they're going to walk up to their warehouses when all is said and done down here and we're already in heaven. And they're going to say, whoa, what are these packages? And they're going to be surprised at how much provision God had left behind for them. But because you didn't know how to activate them or you didn't know how to access them, you missed out on. There's going to be people that were sick for a long time that they had healing all packed up and ready for them. But they never used it because they didn't know how to access it. There's going to be a lot of people that, man, they were, they were determined and ordained by God to have an entrepreneurial ministry to be able to back up the church and finances. But because they never accessed that package or that blessing or that calling, then they never saw it and they get to heaven. And I'm guessing this is probably what's going to happen. A lot of people are going to be saying, man, I could have done so much more. God had so much more for me intended. And I could have been, I could have done so much more for the kingdom of God. I could have lived a lot differently but because I didn't know how to have access to that, I missed out on a lot. Now raise your hand if you want to miss out on all that God has prepared for you. You guys want to go up to heaven and see 
a warehouse full of all the packages that God had for you? Or do you guys want to use every single one of those blessings that God has already ordained for you since before the foundation of the earth during this time on earth? I don't know about you, but I want to use them up now. I just want to be able to push your imagination beyond anything you could ever dream of. Because look, your most wildest dreams in Christ fall short of everything that God has. That's why it's so important to live a godly life. That's why it's so important to connect with God and, and to have a relationship with God. Because God will always blow your mind on a daily, on a daily basis. God will always take you above and beyond anything you could imagine, anything you could think of. And sometimes we cut ourselves short because we don't connect with God. And keep in mind, we are people. We have a finite mind. Our thoughts are not as big as God's. But when you connect with God's mind, when you connect with God, God starts saying, man, you, you were thinking about this. This is what I was thinking about. And you're like, whoa, you're blown away. And God has so many things prepared for you. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on any of that. I want to make sure that when I get to heaven, my stock room is empty. Because I used everything up down here and I fulfilled my calling to the last period, to the last dot. How many say amen? Touch somebody close to you and tell them, make sure you fulfill your calling. We can't let them expire. Because we didn't realize that God had granted us access to them. I was the other day walking in my house. I went into my garage, which is not easy to walk through these days. There's a lot of stuff there. I went into one corner of my garage and I saw some toys. We stocked them. It must have been from a birthday party or from Christmas. And they were still there. And the reason we still have toys that Luca hasn't opened in the garage is for a couple of reasons. First of all, is because we don't like to spoil Luca and give him so many toys at once. We like to give him toys, let him play with it, and then he gets bored. Of it. And then when he gets bored, we bring the other toys out. But there's another reason why we also don't give them all the toys at once. You see, Luca has gotten gifts in the past, whether it be birthdays or Christmas or, or just people that just came up to him and gave him a gift that weren't age appropriate yet. Luca just turned three. We have gifts sitting in the garage that are for ages four or five and above. But I can't give those gifts to Luca because, I mean, he's not, he's not at that age yet. He doesn't know how to work it. It wasn't designed for a child at his age. He still hasn't gotten there. And you know, sometimes, sometimes God has prepared gifts for us. The reason why you still haven't received it doesn't mean that God doesn't have it for you. It's just that maybe you still haven't reached that level that God is waiting for you to reach when it comes to your maturity in Christ. How many say amen? You know, maybe you guys heard the saying, new levels bring new devils. When there's a new season in your life, there's new challenges. And usually the challenges don't get smaller. They get larger. You know, your faith is tested at this level. But if you're faithful and if you believe in God and you stand firm in his word, God promotes you. And now you get into another level. But the next level, those challenges go up a notch. Am I right? It's not the same thing to go through a final exam of the third grade than to go through a final exam once you're in university. They're a lot tougher. So in life, the same thing happens. You've heard about new levels bring new devils, but I'm here to tell you that new seasons unlock new reasons to be blessed. New seasons unlock new reasons to be blessed. Because sometimes we just focus on the negative, and we focus on, man, God just promoted me. We're ready for the attack to come. 
and we are just focusing on the new challenges that are coming. But man, with every new challenge that's coming, there's a new reason to be blessed. There's new packages that are going to be dropping. You see, Luca, when he turns four, he's going to get a lot of gifts that already have his name, that are already in store in dad's garage. But because he didn't reach that level yet, he hasn't been able to open them up and enjoy them. But when he turns four and he's ready for them because he's at that level, then he'll enjoy them. When we get into this new season, when we mature in our faith, then new seasons unlock new reasons to be blessed. What does that tell us? If you haven't done the forward movement, you got to start. What are you waiting for? You've already been coming to church. You've been getting fed here. You receive a word. But, you know, God is not just in the business of giving unto you. There comes a time where you have to give back. And you have to say, I want to take control. I want to grow in my spirituality. I want to know more about Christ. I want to be involved. I want to serve God. So how do I do that? How do I get started, Pastor? Well, Ovia was telling us a little bit about that. We come an hour before. Does it cost us? Yes. It costs us an additional hour in our day that we're giving to God. Is that much sacrifice? No, compared to everything that God's done for us, it's nothing. So we come at five and we start learning through the processes. We start learning about, you know, God's deliverance, God's blessing, about how God has given us more than 2,000 promises. But if you don't know them, what good does it do you? You know, you could be using them, but because you ignore them, then you can't reap the benefits of it. But we come here and the blessing of God is revealed through the amazing teachers that we have. Then we start learning about healing. And you probably didn't even realize, but your heart was broken in a thousand pieces. And you probably had resentment in your heart because people messed with you. And we went through a divorce and, you know, your heart got all messed up. And, and God takes his time, sits down with you through the forward movement, through the classes. And he starts telling you and showing you that he's not only a God that gives you victory in your battles, but he's also a God that heals. So what happens? You go through levels, and new levels start unlocking new blessings. How many say amen to that? But if you just satisfy, or, or you just conform just to come to church, and just to sit down and not get involved with growing in Christ, then you're missing out. And unfortunately, there's going to come a time when you get to heaven, and you're going to see a whole warehouse full of stuff that you weren't able to enjoy because you just never got to that level. You limited God. You limit what God wanted to do. You limited your calling. But I love when people come to church and they're so grateful. They know that they didn't deserve anything. I didn't deserve anything. But God, through his grace, sent his son Jesus Christ to die for me so that now I could have everlasting life. And now what I'm going to do, in gratefulness, I'm going to serve God. What do I got to do? I got to come to the forward movement. I'll be there next Sunday, 5 o'clock. I'll be there. I'll be the first. I'll be there 455. Make sure I get there before the teacher. And, you know, you're just passionate and you start growing in Christ. And guess what? As you walk in Christ, things start opening up and you start receiving blessings for that level that you're in. God has a long way to go to take you. God wants to take you far. I'm sorry. I think I said it better the second time. God wants to take you a lot further than what you could ever imagine. But you need to connect with God and you need to allow God to be able to take you there. And as he takes you there, you're going to see the hand of God always blessing your family, keeping you in health, overcoming obstacles and every situation that you need. You see, God already thought about it before. Even before he created the world, he knew everything you were going to go through, everything you were going to need. And he knew the calling, the supernatural calling that he called you for. So he already has it. In his mind, he knows everything that you're going to need. And as you walk with God, all those things start to unlock. How many of you are expecting great things before the year ends? 
Well, if you're expecting greater things and greater blessings from God, then that means that you're going to be involved in the process and growing. So maybe, maybe you've already done the DBH, you've already done the forward movement, but you haven't opened your HOB. Maybe that's the challenge that God's given you. It's like you've received so much, but now it's time to be a blessing to other people and to talk to other people and disciple other people and tell them how good God is. And maybe that's what's keeping you there from, from the new level. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, but I, I'm not going to have so much time. Or how am I going to do that? I've never taught a class before. And new levels bring new doubles, new challenges. But you stop and, and you forget to understand that new seasons unlock new reasons to be blessed. Wherever God has you today, be faithful. Be excellent. Do what you do with the right intentions. If you're raising kids... Raise them to the best of your abilities. If you're providing for your family, provide for them with joy and excellence. If you're serving God in whatever capacity, be faithful and excellent in what you do. Go beyond what is required. Sometimes we say, okay, what's required for this? Okay, just those other requirements. Okay, I'll satisfy the requirements. Be excellent. Go beyond your requirements. Amen? If you remain stagnant where you are today in your faith, you will never see what else God has in store for you. You will never see those storehouses emptied into the earth so you can enjoy your blessings here. But if you pursue God, and even when you're going through challenges, you continue to serve and press forward, the enemy doesn't have a chance with you. God will open doors and grant you access to all that he has reserved and separated you. I want you to put your arms around two or three people that are close to you, and I want you to tell them this. Tell them, I got blessings with my name on them. Let me get to this point. This is very important that you know this. I've had a lot of people that come to Christ. They give their lives to Jesus. They're super excited. And they're like, man, since I gave my heart to Jesus, everything has gone well. This has opened up. This was stuck. And, and, and it's amazing when we see God's hand work miracles and just open doors and do things that we couldn't do on our own. It's good to see that. And you feel good. You feel that God is with you. But understand one thing. In your walk with Christ, and this happens to everybody. In our walk with Christ, our faith will be tested many times. In every single season, in every new level, like we said, it brings new devils. Sometimes there's challenges in seasons, and your faith gets tested. That's the process that God uses to trust you with greater responsibility and to move you from season to season as you grow in your calling. Matthew 25, 21. I'll read it really quick. You can write it down. It says, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Everybody say good and faithful. I think Janice was talking to us about our faithfulness through our giving. As God's people, we need to be faithful. It's not about doing something out of emotion, wanting to make up for everything you haven't done in decades in one day. God is about being faithful, being there when times are good, when times are bad, you know, coming to JTP Church, even when you have another option to do something else, you know, somebody's doing a barbecue and they invited you and they're like, no, no, you know, I'm going to be faithful in coming. I'm going to be faithful in my giving. I'm going to be faithful in my prayer time. I'm going to be faithful in seeking God. He told them, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. Everybody say a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. See what happens here. This Lord represents our Lord, Jesus, right? And one day Jesus will come to us and he's looking for faithful people. He's looking for people that are faithful to God when your pastor's looking and when your pastor's not looking. When you're in church and when you're in school. 
when you're in church or you're in your house, wherever you are, you have to be the same person. He's using this example to exemplify that he promotes people who have been faithful. Now, we've been talking about seasons here, right? We've been talking about that new seasons create new reasons for blessings. But to get to a new season, you have to be faithful in the prior season. Some people want promotion, but you weren't faithful. You're not being faithful where you are. And sometimes we belittle the place where we are in, and we don't think it's important. Whatever you do for Christ, I mean, we got some people that are, I bless their lives, and I thank so much for them. People like Antonio. Antonio's the first one here. He's like moving all the furniture. He's, I mean, just, just amazing people. We got people that clean bathrooms. We got volunteers that help in the worship team, in the welcome team, in different areas. We got people in the sound. You guys are looking at the screens and enjoying the words. And there's people that are putting that and projecting it. There's people that prepared all this slideshow, you know, for your benefit. There's people that put time into this. But the Bible says that when you're faithful in a few, it doesn't matter how much you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. But if you're faithful in that and you're excellent, then God will promote you to the many. If you're faithful in a few, God will promote you. To many. So this guy in Matthew 25, 21, because he was faithful, he went from few to many. And I want you to tell someone that's close to you, God is about to change your few into many. Come on. You're prophesying over that person that you're telling this to. Tell them, God is getting ready to take your few and convert it or transform it into many. From few believers in your family to many. How many say amen to that? From few dollars in your account to many. Yeah, I knew I was going to get an amen for that one. From few reasons to enjoy life to many, from few fruits of your faith to many fruits of your faith, God is telling you that he's getting ready to use this season that you were complaining about to bring about the best you've seen yet. Because God is getting ready to transform your few into many. Come on, can we put our hands together and we give God glory? That's the God that we serve. You have to be faithful, and you have to continue serving. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. For those that serve, how's your serving going? Do you complain about your service? Or do you do it with utmost joy, knowing that you're doing it for God? We're not serving man here. The Bible says that God has appointed apostles, pastors, prophets, teachers, Fivefold ministry, God has appointed them. And we're just simple administrators of what God has entrusted. And we have huge responsibility on our shoulders. But you don't serve man, you serve God. Whenever you do something for ministry, you have to understand you're doing it for God. You're sweeping the floors in the church, you're sweeping it for God. You're cleaning the toilets, <laughs> as dirty as they can get, you're doing it for God. And when you do it faithfully, God will take you from few into many. I was talking to a friend because, you know, I had this whole analogy and this whole thing about the toys in the garage situation. I, I, I was speaking to a friend that has older kids. They're about seven, ten years old, a little bit older than Luca. And he was telling me, man, I've bought toys for my son and I haven't been able to give it to him because right when I was ready to give him the toy, he started acting up. And I punished him and I had to reserve myself from giving him the toy to a later date because he wasn't being good. I had to discipline him. So I started asking myself a few questions, and some of those questions is, well, did the father have the toy 
yes, he had the toy. Was it for his son? The toy was for his son. That's what he bought it for. Did the son know that there was a toy for him? He didn't know. Maybe he had mentioned to his dad, oh, dad, he saw a cartoon and, he's, and the commercials between the cartoons. He says, I want that, I want that. And the dad found out. But the kid still hasn't received it. He's acting up. So the question is, does he deserve it now? Is he ready for it now? And sometimes we have to ask ourselves this. We have to ask ourselves, are we ready for everything that God has to give us? Because sometimes it's not that God doesn't want to give it to us. Sometimes we're the ones that are keeping ourselves from enjoying everything that God has for us. And sometimes we think that God is limited because we haven't received a whole lot from him. But we don't realize that we're the ones that are getting in the way from God giving us everything that he wants to. All the resources that we need to be able to do the work of God. All the blessings that he's promised for our family, for our kids, for our children, for our marriage. And this brings me to my second point of the night. I want you to go to Ephesians, the same chapter, chapter 1. We're going to read verse 3 again, but then we're going to continue it with verse 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Pay attention to that, okay? Just as he chose you, God chose you before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I'm going to read both verses again, all right? So it could sink in. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. When did he choose us? Come on, you can shout out to me. I don't get mad. Before the foundation of the world. You see, you're not a coincidence. You're not a mistake that your parents made on a night of passion. That could have happened. But God had everything planned out. You were chosen since before the foundation of the earth. There was no mistake in God. God doesn't make any mistakes. He has a reason. There's a reason why you're even here tonight. And it's because you're special and you're important. Now, when did he choose us? Before the foundation of the world. When did he bless us? Before the foundation of the world. So he chose us and he blessed us even before he made the world. Now, here comes the key that will grant you access. We're talking about access granted right tonight here's the key that will grant you access to everything god has separated for you in heaven you guys ready the second point is live holy walk blamelessly everybody say it with me live holy walk blamelessly and that's in short what ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 is saying and i truly believe that if it wasn't for the grace of god none of us would be here today Beginning with me, we all need the grace of God. How many say amen? We're all sinners. We've all fallen short. We all need of God because without him, we're nothing. I get also that we can mess up and there's always God's hand being extended to lift us up and get us back on the path. Perhaps there's somebody here that you were on fire for God at a certain point in your life. And, and looking back, you realize that you've fallen from that first love. That things are, you're not as on fire for God as you were years ago or maybe a couple of months ago so it's just a matter of getting back up but but the bible in both testaments 
Old Testament and New Testament, and we're going to read quite a few verses in the next few minutes, challenges every believer to live in holiness. And I want you to pay close attention to this because, unfortunately, we don't hear this a lot in Christian churches anymore. This is not a topic that a lot of people like to teach upon, but it's biblical. And the Bible challenges every believer to strive and to live in holiness and to walk blamelessly. So if you have a pencil and pen, I'm going to give you a few verses. And I'd love for you guys to read these at home. This is important. You need to read these in your house for yourselves and let God speak to you in a personal way. And I'm going to give you guys homework for tonight. All right? You got to say amen. Come on. I know you guys love homework. I'm going to give you guys homework for tonight. But let's read these verses. The first one is 2 Corinthians 7.1. And I'm going to try to go a little bit fast. It says, therefore... Having these promises, everybody say God's promises are amazing. So understanding this, understanding these amazing promises that God gives us, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So it's telling us to do something. It's telling us to be proactive in something. It's not telling us to, you know, come to the altar and have a pastor lay hands and something's going to come upon you and that's it. You don't have to worry about sin. No, it's telling us to constantly on a daily basis, understanding how good God's been, giving us salvation, and also going beyond and above salvation and giving us promise to live an amazing and abundant life here on earth. Knowing all that we've received, then let us do this. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. It's telling us to do that. It's not saying allow God to cleanse. No, it's saying you do your part and cleanse yourself from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit. You know, these things that don't please God that sometimes we struggle with. God is saying, look, be, be radical. If there's things that are, you know, messing with you and keeping you from living a godly life, cut them off. Don't mess with it. We love to live in the edge and we're like, look, as close to the edge as we can. And, and sometimes we're, we have one foot in Christianity and one foot out because we're messing with it. And I'm not saying your salvation is in jeopardy, but what I'm saying is that you will never get to another level to see all the gifts that God has for you. You're going to get to heaven and you're going to see your warehouse fully stocked of all the things that God could have given you, but because you weren't adamant about cleansing yourself from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfecting holiness and saying, man, I got to be holier this year than I was last year. I hear people about the petitions. You know how we do at the beginning of the year, the seven petitions? I'd love to know what percentage of the church puts, I want to be holier this year than I was before. It's not a popular petition, but that's what it's saying here. And this is New Testament, people. We're not talking about Old Testament. This is New Testament. Yes, God is a God of grace. God is a God that lifts you up. But you can't spend your whole Christian life falling and getting up, falling and getting up, falling and getting up. You're never going to get nowhere. But it's saying that we need to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting. Everybody say perfecting. Perfecting holiness, right? That's, that's our goal. We need to be more like Jesus. I can't do it on my own. But the more I have God in me, the more I fear God. And this is not a fear of being scared. It's a fear of reverence. It's a fear of knowing God, being in awe of, of his greatness and his wonder. And because I'm getting to know God at a level that I've never gotten to know him, man, that motivates me to be holier for him because I start understanding how great God is, how much he loved me. And that pushes me to perfect my holiness day after day, week after week, and year after year. 
There's callings in this place, people sitting here, calling to be pastors, calling to do supernatural things for the glory of God. But because you haven't been adamant about doing this, about living in holiness and making sure you're pleasing God, not just when you're in church, but also when you're tempted out there in school, when you're tempted, when you're sitting behind the computer, when you're tempted in different areas of your life. And, and, and God can't give us things because we're still three and the blessing says four. Another verse that I want to share with you, 1 Timothy 1.9, just the first few words, it says, who has saved us, talking about Jesus, and called us with a holy calling. Everybody say, the calling that God has given me is a holy calling. You can't take it for granted. It's a, God is a holy God. It's a holy calling. Philippians 2.14, we're talking about also walking blamelessly. It says, do all things without complaining and disputing. All right, everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Raise your hand if you're a complainer. Nobody's going to see, okay, because everybody has their eyes closed. You may open your eyes and lower your hands. <laughs> Thank you for the honest people. And sometimes we complain about everything. We have the audacity to even complain as we serve God. Because we don't understand certain things. We want things to be done the way we want them. And we complain, and this should be done this way, and this should be done this way, and this shouldn't be like this, and we should do this this way. And, and we don't understand that we complain. And it says here, do all things, especially the things that have to do with the ministry, without complaining and disputing. Verse 15 says that you may become blameless and harmless. That we will become blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. How many of you guys could agree that we're living in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation? We are. But God is saying, look, don't conform to those patterns. You know, live blamelessly by not complaining, doing all things with joy, without disputing. And then it says, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as light in the world, holding fast the word of life. And last but not least, before I give you guys your homework for the night, Deuteronomy 5.33, it says, You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you. Old Testament now. That you may live and that it may be well with you. Lift your hands high if you want to live. Lower the hands. Lift your hands if you want to live well. Okay. It continues saying, and that you may prolong your days in the land. How many of you guys want to live long? So we have people that want to live. We have people that want to live well. And we have people that want to live well and long. Last but not least, it says, in the land which you shall possess. It's talking about possession. You see, God is not worried about giving you possessions. As a matter of fact, Part of the promises that God has given his people is to give us favor with people and to give us land. That's part of the promises. When God spoke to Abraham, he spoke to him about people. You know, the stars, that's how many people are going to be your descendants, just like the stars of the heaven. But he also talked to him about the land. I'm going to give you Canaan. I'm going to give you all these lands. And you have to understand that God wants you to live. God wants you to live well. God wants you to live long. And God wants you to bless you. How many say amen to that? We understand that and we want that. But let's look at how we get to that. And that's the beginning of the verse. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you. 
And if you do that, then you will live and it may be well with you and you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Before I get to the next point, my last point, I want to give you homework for the night. How many of you guys read the Bible before you go to sleep? Some of you guys. How many of you guys read it early in the morning before you go to work? Okay. I'm not even going to think about the rest. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> I'm going to trust you guys do it in the afternoon or in your break at lunch. All right. So do this. I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I want you to read the whole chapter. It's not too long. And you're going to see something interesting. And some of you guys already know what Deuteronomy 28 is. But the chapter is divided into two parts. The first 13 verses talk about all the promises that will come over your life if you do everything according to God. If you walk in holiness and live blamelessly or the other way around. Yeah? If you abide by all of God's commandment, if you have a relationship with God, if you live in holiness, all these blessings that are mentioned will follow you. Now, interestingly enough, the second half of that chapter talks about all the curses that will come over your life if you don't walk according to God's way. Is that because God will curse you? No. This is how I like to explain it, and this is how I imagine it. It's what works with me. I imagine it this way. You see, God has like a dome, a protection. And as long as I'm doing everything that God tells me, I'm under that protective dome. When I decide, because I'm the one who decides whether I'm going to live in a godly manner or whether I'm going to live and do other things that displeases God. When I decide for myself that I'm going to do things that go against God, I'm walking out of God's protection. It's not that God curses you. It's just that as long as you're doing God's will, you're under God's protection. He says everything in verse 1 through 13. You're going to be blessed here, blessed there. Everything you touch will be blessed. Just read it. It's amazing. But then after verse 13, starting verse 14, it starts saying, but if you don't walk according to what God has laid out in his word, then all these things could happen because you're outside of God's protection. You're unprotected. This is just going to give you a, a stronger desire to want to live in holiness because living in holiness, like we read in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it's what's going to take you from season to season, and it's what's going to guarantee you that you will enjoy all the blessings that God has already in store for you here on earth. Amen? You guys are going to do homework? All right, you're going to turn it in next Sunday. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to turn anything in. All right, last and final point, if somebody can help me in the keys. The last two words in this main verse that we're using in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. If you could put verse 14 back up in the screens. The last two words are, are a huge key. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. That's what I'm looking for. Aha, cut you off guard. Okay, there we are. Let's read it once again. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him. And then it says, in love. Everybody say, in love. I truly believe that if it wasn't for the grace of God, we wouldn't be able to do all the things that we can do through him. But check this out. If you do everything you do, everything we've read to this point, but with the wrong intentions, it will never work. You'd be surprised how many good people serve God, but with the wrong intentions. You can serve God because you love recognition. 
to be recognized by people. In this verse, the last two words, in love. The only way you can have the heavens open in your favor is when you are so in love with Jesus that it literally comes out of your pores. People see it. People just hear you talk and they're like, man, this person's in love. How many of you guys have ever had a friend that just started dating and the person is in love with this person and all they do is talk about, it's like sickening. It's like, you're okay, can we talk about something else? How about the Marlins? They're playing pretty good, you know, right? And it's sickening and it's like, oh, it's like all right, time out. It's just that they're so in love that they don't even realize it, but that's all they talk about. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to be so in love with him that it comes out of our pores, that even, even when you didn't even expect it or didn't even try, it just came out of you because you talk about what you're in love with. God has already blessed you with all kinds of blessings in heavenly places. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Put your hand on the person next to you and tell him you're blessed. Tell him he's got everything you could ever need and even more. But it's just a matter of accessing. And the good thing is that he has granted us access. To get access to those blessings and bring them down to earth, we need to do a few things. And just to conclude today. Number one, love God above all things because intimacy makes the difference. Intimacy, we read here that it's all in the fear of God. Fear of God is getting to know God. Number two, live in holiness and walk blamelessly. Young people, stop listening to all those people that tell you, oh, it's so hard to live, you know, in holiness nowadays. Yeah, I know things are bad, but it's not impossible. If you're on fire for God, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, there's no temptation that could come against you and make you fall as long as you're strong in God. Make sure that you're strong in God. Seek God with all your heart. And when the time comes that you have to confront uh, temptation, you're going to overcome it. How many say amen? God is with you. As long as you're connected to the vine, you'll be able to walk and live blamelessly. So shoot for that. Strive for that. Pursue holiness. Pursue faithfulness. And last but not least, number three, if you're in a season where your faith is being tested, and maybe some of you are, remain faithful. Remain faithful because in the end, it's just a test. That's all it is. Maybe you don't understand why God has allowed it. And that's the, first, that's the first question that sometimes comes to our mind. Why is God allowing me to go through this? Why did God serve this up for me? I don't deserve this. Why? I don't get it. And sometimes we're so, we're so inclined and we're so determined to find out the why. And God, God sometimes will amuse uh, himself and not tell you the why. He just wants you to trust him. He's God. He doesn't need you to tell you why. But he says, hey, it's a test. I'm up to something, right? I'm up to something. I'm doing something. Just trust me. And when you get to the next season, you're going to see that there's going to be reasons to receive all the blessings that have been in store for that season. So remain faithful. It's just a test. You will pass with flying colors. And for being faithful in the few, God will place you in the what? In the many. If you're faithful in the few, God will place you in the many. God would have never created you or me if what he saw or if the idea or what he had in mind was anything short of spectacular. Think about that. Because before we were even created, before the foundations of the earth, God had a thought. And he saw you. And he said, I'm going to use this person for something incredible, something spectacular. And if God wouldn't have had that thought about you, you would have never been alive. 
But because you're alive, it's because God has amazing plans for your life. Maybe you haven't been so, um, so connected with your purpose up to this point. But it's never too late. You could start right now to say, God, maybe I've wasted a few years. Maybe I've wasted many years. Maybe I've wasted decades. But it's never too late to start now and say, God, I don't want to waste one single day. I want to connect to my destiny. I want to make sure that when I get to heaven, there's nothing in my storehouse. All those blessings, I've used them up here to be able to win souls for Christ, to be able to see your glory over my life, to be an example to my family, to, to, to lead people into worship and have the glory of God come down. I want to use everything that you've disposed for me. I want to be that person that you thought about before the foundations of the world. I want to fulfill my divine calling to the last period, to the last dot, every single, every single detail of it. And if you start pursuing that, you're going to start seeing how God's going to start promoting you. It's going to cause you to be excellent wherever you are right now. And because you're being excellent in the few, God will take you to the many. And God will start promoting you. There's people here that have callings to be apostles. There's people here that... There's people here that have been called to be prophets to their generation. There's people here that have been called to resurrect dead people. And all that's available for you, but because you're not connecting and because you're maybe, you know, falling and getting up and falling and you never take the determination to say, I'm going to cleanse myself of all these filthy things in my spiritual nature. I'm going to walk holy in holiness with God and I'm going to live blamelessly. And if you dare to do that tonight, just wait and see everything that God's going to do over your life. If you haven't seen God spectacular in your life, then probably you're not there yet. you still got a lot of stuff up there waiting for God to send down to you. Take your intimacy to another level. Keep serving. Be faithful. Live in holiness. And God will grant you access to all that you will ever need and then some. Can somebody here tonight help me close the sermon by screaming at the top of your lungs, access granted come on say i got my access granted stand on your feet stand on your feet that was kind of a shy scream but i'll give you partial credit for that <laughs> access granted access granted